Live from the Tech Talk Studios hey. in the nation's capital and the heartland of America. It's Tech Talk. Well, it's that time of week again. It's time for Tech Talk. I'm Brad Cost and my co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein. Jay, it's that time again, buddy. It's Tech Talk. Brad, it's Friday. I'm excited. I'm ready for a great weekend. And uh, we have a great guest today, man. We have a great guest today. Why don't you introduce him and let's get this conversation going, man. Yeah, so this is uh, Chase Damiano. We met through uh, an organization called Cadre. And um, Cadre is a, a great group of, of entrepreneurs here in the Washington, D.C. region, started by my good friends Derek and Melanie Coburn. They have literally cultivated this amazing group of people who really care about helping others first. And I met Chase uh, through that. Chase did this great webinar on OKRs, which we'll get to in just a little bit, if you're not familiar with OKRs. Uh, and, and I wanted to follow up with him after the webinar. And so we connected and we had a great conversation. I was like, hey, man, you need to be on our podcast because like, you are teaching some really, really important things to business owners and entrepreneurs. So Chase, welcome, my friend. Hey, Jay, Chase. Brad, thanks for having me here. Yeah, it's great to have you. So Chase, um, let's just talk a little bit about your background. You know, you're, 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 you've, you've had some great experience in uh, starting your own businesses. You've got some really cool stories behind you and how you've evolved to this point. Do me a favor, just tell the audience a little bit about like what your journey's been like. Sure. Uh, I started my career uh, in, in corporate world for a large consultancy. I, I was based here at uh, the DC area. And when I, when I was going through just being a part of that, I felt it was okay. And that, that sense of it being okay left me uh, hungry or longing for something different. I went to a startup weekend actually hosted by uh, Lehigh University. This is back many years ago now and was first exposed to the world of entrepreneurship. And for those that don't know, Startup Weekend is essentially 60 hours for you and a team of people that you just met to create, um, develop, and then pitch a business idea to a panel of people for the opportunity to, to win actual money to go out and build it. After going through that, um, my team got second place uh, which was great, but the idea immediately died. Um, but after, <laughs> but after that, I was hooked. I was thinking, it's like, wow, how cool would it be to just um, operate my own company and do things a little bit differently? So I made a very uh, easy decision to join a uh, to join a business partner and to start uh, start a company back in 2000. Uh, 14, 15 timeframe. And um, since then, we, did, we went through many pivots and what started as a mother-son uh, coffee roasting operation turned into a large regional uh, B2B coffee service provider um, with, uh, with hundreds of different customers on the East Coast. But then, um, at some stage of the journey, I began to get tired. Uh, I began to get feel uh, disconnected and almost feeling a little bit burned out and really struggling to understand why. Um, why I, I thought I was doing the thing that I wanted to do, this entrepreneurial journey. 
I was connected to my passion. I was in the zone. I was living my best or what it felt like every day. But then I realized that this particular this particular journey wasn't um, giving me the same passion in longer term. So I made a very, very difficult decision to step down um, to essentially solve my own burnout. About a three months about a three month sabbatical later, um, I realized that uh, what keeps me more connected to my purpose and keeps me a sense of alignment is to help other entrepreneurs uh, wrestle with theirs. Where I wish I had had um, earlier in my career, either in a coach or uh, more advisors to help me sit through my own thoughts and my own feelings as I went through the entrepreneurial journey to help me get out of my own head. And so now I seek to uh, provide that, to be a person that provides that to other entrepreneurs. It's great. What, I forgot. What is the name of your company, Chase? Uh, my company name is Hemispheric. Awesome. Um, I, I love your purpose and your passion behind what you do now. And we had a great phone call and, you know, coaches for entrepreneurs, as you've just said, it's it's really important. It's so helpful. Um, we talked about my good friend, Jeff Lesher. Jeff was actually on one of our most recent podcasts. Uh, we had Jeff on and he was great as usual. Um, but maybe you could talk to the audience. Um, and again, we're talking to a group of chiropractors and also executives from state associations in chiropractic and some other healthcare providers and technology folks, other vendors in chiropractic. Help those businesses, those business owners understand the benefits of hiring a coach. Because everyone's like, oh no, it costs so much money and all this nonsense. But like, help them understand the reason why it's so helpful and so important. Sure. So I feel good coaching does a few things. And the most important of which is it is not just an investment into yourself, but good coaching acts as a mirror. So if you're an entrepreneur like, you know, my former self and, you know, even like I am now to an extent, what are you doing all day? You're working. You're busy. You're back to back in meetings. Uh, you're back to back with patients. And then at the end of the day, there's all your admin work. Um, and then, you know, someone said, it's like, hey, maybe you should market yourself a little bit more. Then you got to go figure out marketing. Then you got to go to your association meeting. And then you got to do this. You got to do this. And then you also have to run, you know, live, live your life. You're probably a member of your own family. Maybe you have kids. And so what are we, what are we supposed to do? Is this what entrepreneurship is? Is this what I signed up for? Just to be busy all the time? Uh, I believe that good coaching can help create proactively the space to figure out what deep down the biggest challenges are and how to overcome them. And every challenge is going to be unique to an individual person. Uh, for some people, it, there's a, a high, a, a high uh, barrier that they need to overcome or a big goal that they have in mind. For some people, they don't really know what the problem is. They just know they, just know they need help and maybe they're not happy with something. What coaching does is, and how how what co what coaching does is really help you think both in terms of the present, what you, can you be doing today, but also down the road into the future. How can we make long term investments uh, into growth uh, from a personal perspective? That's great. I uh, I am very curious to know what your your maybe most common mistakes that you see entrepreneurs and business owners make. Oh, most common mistake. Um, I, I tend to see the same patterns uh, over time. Sometimes when you're sitting in the seat of entrepreneur, founder, or business owner, what becomes obvious to you 
is not obvious to your team, even though you really think it's obvious and you might really think it's obvious. It's not. The reason it's not is because you have tremendous context and experience behind you arriving at that conclusion or insight that your team simply does not have. So uh, founders, other entrepreneurs tend to over over index toward their ability to communicate when in reality what they communicate is actually this sort of discombobulated uh, uh, grouping of ideas that are loosely interrelated and that's because that's how some entrepreneurs think about the world is like this almost mental model that we're trying to form simultaneously as we're operating inside of it due to that effect sometimes when we speak it's in this like almost word vomit type of language just trying to like spit things out and, and you know that's that's probably why you you know your meetings run off uh, off schedule or you just need to sim simply pick up the phone and talk to someone and sometimes you talk to your employee but what the what the challenge is is that those thoughts are left unprocessed in fact you've been so busy working on things that you haven't taken the time to help stitch together what that image of the future looks like or what your short-term goals are or how you're going to communicate um, more scalably across the company or what systems or processes you need to put in place in your company so that you can up save yourself time, be more efficient, empower your team members, and lead an effective practice um, as as you grow. So that's 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 one major mistake that I hear all the time. <laughs> so yeah, that's so great. Chase. At, at what point in time do you see? I, I know businesses probably come to you at all different stages, but where would you recommend getting a coach involved? When you're you're starting a business or you're you're down the road of a business, where do you see the best point uh, to to bring coaching into it? Sure, that's a good question. I have uh, I have two perspectives on this. One is the reactive perspective, and one is the proactive one. I'll tell you the reactive one first because that's the story that I personally experienced. So while I was building my previous company, I really struggled to understand why. How could it be that I was getting eternally busier with more complex projects, more things to do, yet the team around me was still going home at four or five o'clock um, and, you know, I wasn't getting the results I needed. Why weren't they doing their work? Why wasn't, you know, why weren't things just magically happening around me? And that's because I was so buried into in being involved in every project, every meeting, every function inside the business. And it really stemmed from a deep sense of the inability to just ask for help. I needed control. I needed to hold on to it. I needed to hoard it. And something about that sense of control made me feel safe. And through that safety, it just propagated this idea that I had to be at the center of things. And so what happened is that I literally could not manage everything and I almost, it almost culminated in a breakdown of sorts, where finally for the first time to my executive leadership team, to my own employees, I felt the first time in my life I was really raising my hand is like, I can't do it. Like, I need help. Through that vulnerability, it allowed me to see as like, oh, the key is not to just take power and just bring power together. The key is actually to give it. And so, and it was through coaching that helped me better understand that. 
So it's my goal as a business owner to get outside of the business and to create the environment for results, not necessarily be tied to the results themselves. I'm not suggesting to every business owner all of a sudden you can just pop out of your business and, and, mag and magically it just operates without you. But what I am considering, if that's a desired outcome that you want, that there is a process and a methodology to help you get there. So that's the reactive reason. From a proactive standpoint, folks recognize exactly what I said. Folks recognize that, hey, already I'm going into this and I don't know all the answers. And I know I will not be able to rest on my past experiences and my previous strengths in order to get me there. And I'm aware of that fact and I acknowledge that fact. Why wouldn't it just be easier to hire a bunch of smart people around you to just help guide the ship forward? That sounds like a much easier option. I'd rather have that. So that would be the more proactive standpoint for why someone would want coaching. Yeah, you um, you mentioned the idea of, of controlling everything and, and, and feeling like safer because, you know, you could you were involved in so many things that you felt like maybe you had so much more control. And, and I was like that. I mean, I made that same mistake. And it wasn't until I learned how to hire the right people, ensure that they were trained the right way, share the same core values as as I share. Um, and let them empower them to do their work uh, and do it in a way where they feel like they can do it and become their best selves. Um, it was a struggle and it was, I mean, it was rough. But when I finally got to that point, um, my life changed. I mean, literally, my life is so much different than it was, you know, decades ago when I was just a control freak and I felt like I had to tell everybody what to do because I was the business owner mm -hmm. and nobody taught me differently. You know, had I had a coach back then, I'm sure my life would be even that much different today. What about you, Brad? I'm, I'm curious about you. You don't really seem like the control freak kind of guy. Like you don't, you don't, you don't strike me that yeah, way, brother. There was a moment in time that man, I felt like this finger had to be in every pot. And, you know, it just, <laughs> it's just one of those issues, a lot younger, less experienced. Uh, you know, I was blessed of having a lot of great business guys around me to go and ask questions that were very, very successful. I became part of a business buying group. There were three of us and we bought and sold flip businesses. And, and I learned a lot I learned more from those businesses that I reviewed that failed than the businesses that were successful. And it was shocking the number of very successful businesses that failed like that, Jay. And it was because one one big reason was it because there was a lot of generational the the new generation didn't respect or understand what great grandpa went through when he started the business, you know? And they had been so mm -hmm. used to not working, they didn't realize you got to put some time in. You know, uh, one of my, one of my uh, senior technology guy was talking the other day. Somebody had made a comment to him that, man, I can't work these 10 hour days. And, and he's going, man, that'd be great to have a 10 hour day, you know. It's just, <laughs> it's just as you mature into the business, you realize that if you're going to have multiple businesses and you're going to have, you've got to delegate that because you only have so many of these things and you can't control everything. You and I have talked about this, Jay. I mean, it is one of those things that you've just, you've got to change to be successful. And I think every business person goes through that pathway. 
Chase, I, I don't know your experience. If you've ever had somebody come to you and just they're doing everything right, right off the bat. I don't see that very often. Um, I, I just don't. So that's that's my pathway. I know we need to take a break because we're running a little bit over. Yeah, let's. But when we come back, I want to learn more about your your process, Chase, because you mentioned that. And I think that's really important for the audience to hear. Yeah, let's do that. Awesome. You're, Thanks. You bet. You're listening to Tech Talk. I'm Brad Cost. My co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dave Klein, co-founder and director of business development for PayDC, the chiropractic industry's leading developer of cloud-based integrated practice management software. PayDC is fast, easy, and affordable to use. PayDC will significantly help you improve your practice in three main areas. Number one, it will help you reduce the amount of time needed for training. Number two, it will help you increase your revenues, both from insurance companies and your patients. And number three, the system is based on federal law, improving the quality of your documentation and helping you tell a better story of how you care for your patients. This episode is sponsored by Infinity. In the modern age of electronic data interchange, Infinity is committed to helping clinicians get paid fast so that they can spend less time tracking claims and more times with patient. As a pro advocate for the healthcare industry, we create tools that make sense for electronic claim processing and business analytics. Couple that with superior support team, and we strive to ensure that your business is performing at its best. Infinity, committed to the future of claim processing. Down, down, down. Slow it down. With the hot data jocks of talk. It's Tech Talk. Tech Talk. I'm here, Dr. Jay Greenstein, with my very good friend, Mr. Brad Cost and Mr. Chase Damiano. I'm so excited to have Chase on the podcast. I've been looking forward to this all week. Uh, Chase is a great guy. He's got great, great stories about his journey, where he went from entrepreneur to now coaching entrepreneurs. He's still an entrepreneur, but providing really great insight to help other people achieve their life goals as well. So Chase, thanks so much for being here today. Um, I want to start with a question around your process because you mentioned that as it related to the question about like when people should get a coach. So, you know, you've got business owners out there. They're going through the, you know, the same struggles that you mentioned, that I mentioned, um, having these challenges. They decide, you know what, I'm going to pull the trigger. Um, what can they expect if they call you or email you? What can they expect as it relates to your process and how you're going to help these people achieve their goals? Yeah, you bet. So usually with a um, smaller or emerging business, uh, the process is relatively open-ended. And the reason that it's open-ended is because you yourself, um, as well as me trying to understand, are just trying to clarify what you want. I had one business owner come to me and suggest to me that what they wanted 
and they literally wrote this to me, scale, scale, scale. I want to be a billion dollar company. Okay. So where's all that, where's all that coming from? Like what, what, what part of you wants that and, and why? And once you start digging in and figuring out, it's like what the person might state that they want might not be what they actually want. Because sometimes when we are thinking about how do we want to build our companies, it's usually from this perspective of, well, when I build and exit my company, then I'll be able to X. Then mm -hmm. I'll be able to be happy, live the life of my dreams. I'll be free. I'll be X. I'll, I'll attain something or I'll have things. I'll have the artifact of my success, such, the, such as the car or the house or, you know, whatever. However, that puts so much pressure on your ability to execute that business in the between. And in fact, because most businesses fail, you are also putting a very high probability that you are not going to be happy one day. So, I think starting out was like, why are you really doing this is a very crucial and important part of any coaching relationship because it really gets to the true motivators of, of what that individual is really looking for. Um, I've had some client stories that uh, by the end of it, they realized that the company that they were with, they needed to exit right away. It wasn't the it wasn't the company that they had envisioned building for themselves. And somehow it turned into this like other monster sort of thing that they fell out of love with. And this person was looking for more meaning, more love in their life. It's a very, very different. That's a very different idea than trying to secure a massive ex exit to then go live on the beach. So beginning of every any coaching process is really starting to dig deep and understand you know, what's the, what's the goal underneath the goal? That's great. Um, I'm curious, any healthcare providers that you work with? Uh, no, not yet. Okay. Healthcare providers are definitely a different breed. And, and as I talk to my friends and my colleagues and, and we share the challenges that we face together, I think one thing that unites us in chiropractic is our, is our purpose. Um, there, there's not anybody that I can remember that I've met in chiropractic who's like, yeah, I'm doing this, but it doesn't really have a lot of meaning mm -hmm. or I'm doing this, but we're really not helping a lot of people. And I think that's a blessing for us as, as doctors of chiropractic. I think where the struggles exist for providers is, you know, they don't have uh, enough education on. Um, you know, clearly defining their mission, their core values. They don't have nearly enough uh, education on understanding what it looks like to hire, train, and retain great talent. They don't have nearly enough training on understanding the critical importance of process. And we're not even getting into like sales and marketing and HR and accounting, like, but, but those three elements, purpose, people process is just an area I think of great opportunity for a lot of the Kairos that are out there that are part of our tribe, part of our audience to understand even better. Mm. So if you could, if you could just reflect on that a little bit, because I know that you work with a wide variety of companies, but yet these, these things are still very important, no matter what vertical yes. you're in. Um, maybe you could just comment on that a little bit. Chase. Yeah, hundred percent. And, um, I'll start, I'll start with purpose, which is tied to what I was saying before is the, 
you know, especially in a chiropractic community, if you know why you're here, what gets you up every morning, uh, what's gonna, what's going to get you through the hard times, um, giving you some sort of like guiding light, but it's the light's not from the outside. The light's actually on the inside. Then I found that for myself by connecting more deeply to my own purpose, uh, which is really to help other entrepreneurs feel less alone because uh, it is mm-hmm. so hard and uh, so, uh, so difficult to like really open up and not be this like superhero type person to the world. Um, but if you can connect with that, then that gives you that emotional trigger and energy to like be able to tackle and move forward on the subject of people. Um, people is one of the hardest aspects and uh, you're probably going to hire um, the wrong people at some point and you're probably going to have to fire someone. And it sucks. Oh, yeah. It's hard. It does. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel easy and it's not fun. Um, but you can start, you can start understanding and diagnosing like, okay, why did I hire this person? Was it to fit this short term need? Or did I actually believe that this person's going to contribute long term value to the organization? Those are very, very different mindsets when you're going about hiring. It's like you want to be able to build a collective of individuals that are sort of your people in the trenches with you, that you trust, that are people going to be there for you. It's like we're we're done in this world in terms of just like trying to, you know, just do do your nine to five, like get your hours and get your checklist done. It's like that stuff doesn't happen anymore. It's like what we need is energy and what we need is to create meaningful relationships with the people that we work with, because that is the very thing that we're all hungry for. That's what we're here for. It's like we don't have to like bring this professional work life to ourselves and act like a robot in the workplace all day. It's like no one said that we had to do anything that way. It's like when we're able to be a true person and we have we as a business leader, we have an opportunity to really show up and be there for our people. And that all comes down to like not just not just hiring the right people, but actually giving a shit about your people. Cause like to the extent that you do, like it's gonna, it's gonna pay off. Great. Yeah, you're gonna see the ROI and a business reason. Yeah, it's gonna happen in your numbers. However, you're just also a good person. It's like that's you're creating like a real meaning connection with your people. And that's that's the type of environment people want to be in. And then to the last one, process. I feel that everything can be boiled down to process, but you almost have to rise above the process simultaneously. And let me share what I mean is you can have an idea of what your customer journey is, your patient journey as they go through. Why are they looking for you all the way through the results that you give and the benefits that they receive? You can have the, you know, the best possible patient intake process. You can have your best possible billing process. You can have your best possible, um, you know, way, way that you help people, help people through the door or follow up with an email campaign or all, all, all of these things to just take care of people. And that is actually how you train other people by setting expectations, not necessarily here's the checklist of what you do, but like, what's the way that we want them to feel or what where what do we want mm-hmm. them to like actually walk away with because the idea here is that you can give the standard operating procedure to someone and you can document the heck out of all of your processes and you can get all your ducks in a row and you'll have everything your nice neat boxes that's great the problem will arise when 
out of your 100 uh, point checklist happens? What happens when an exception gets thrown? What happens when instance 101 happens? Oh my gosh, is your employee going to freak out? I've never seen anything like this. Oh my gosh, I have to like go talk to you about it. Well, they will if you didn't cultivate something more meaningful. The process is almost a means to an end in itself. But however, if they're able to strategically think and you can teach this skill, you can teach them how to be like, oh, because I know where we're going as an organization, because I understand the purpose, because I understand our goals, because I have an understanding of the patient outcomes, I am then autonomous to make decisions unified in a singular direction. And as soon as you can unlock that, yeah, the process is great and you need that from a stance to make sure that everything is there. However, it unlocks a whole new level of growth because now you almost rise above the process in a way. Now you actually get your people thinking about, okay, what's the best possible process for our patients? And in fact, you might have an amazing documenter on your team that can help you write it and document and train other people on it. It doesn't have to be all you. And so the, 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 that's yeah. my commentary on the, on your, the three P's here. I love it. I love it, man. I love yeah. it. It's great. You know, those, those are really great comments, Chase, but it's something that you just don't automatically jump to. Finding those people in reality is a tough task. It becomes almost a leader's sole job for a while trying to find those people. It, they just don't. They're just not knocking on your door constantly saying, hey, I'm one of those. Now, they may all say, hey, I'm one of those. I'm a leader. I've heard I'm a supervisor or I'm a leader, I think, from every employee that I've ever had in my lifetime. But they're the, they're typically the first ones that leave at, at, you know, at 459. They're out the door. People that are dedicated are, are much harder to find in learning how to find those people and then how to cultivate them once you get them in your employment is a whole separate set of means. Your comment, your comments mm -hmm. a while ago about the, the first person that came said, I want to make a billion dollars. My guess is most of those people are never successful because if that's all you want to do is make a billion bucks, there are a hundred other ways to do that that are far less than working a hundred hour weeks and be and taking the risk and the pain and the suffering. You don't get the satisfaction in the end that you do or Jay or I get knowing that we're building something that's helping a lot of people across the world that we're changing the world. You don't get that feeling when you're in the stock market or, you know, but there are easier ways to do it. You, you hit it right the nail on the head right there by saying you got to have that passion and you got to find the people to help you share that passion. No question about it. It's time for another break. You're listening to Tech Talk. I'm Brad Koss, my co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein. We'll be right back. Hey 
everybody, this is Dr. Jay Greenstein. This is Jay Greenstein. With me today is Dr. Jay Greenstein. Dr. Jay Greenstein. The world around us and healthcare specifically is changing at an exponential pace. Chiropractic is perfectly positioned like we have never been right now today to be more successful and to be more impactful for the communities and patients that we serve. There are all sorts of evidence-based guidelines that, that support the use of non-pharmacological approaches. But what I want America to know is that health doesn't come from a pill. It's our responsibility as healthcare providers to educate the community about the evidence that exists. We really need to have a private practice app, something that will help us engage with our patients in ways that they've never experienced before. The intersection of technology and quality care is where the future of healthcare is at, and I'm really excited to bring that forward in the future. As a Cairo Health USA provider, we're excited to work with you to identify which of your discounts are good, bad, or illegal. Most chiropractors bend over backwards to make their care affordable. Unfortunately, dual fee schedules, false claims, inducement violations, and time of service discounts can all put you at risk. And no offense, everybody's doing it doesn't work with auditors. At Cairo Health USA, we're here to help protect and grow your practice. Just listen to our provider stats. 20% overall practice growth versus 2019. Over 50% of CHUSA patients renew their membership year after year. Over 2,500 patients per month use our provider's search directory to find a CHUSA provider. At Cairo Health USA, our purpose is simple. It's to improve the quality of life for our doctors, their teams, and their patients. With over 5,000 providers and nearly a million patients, Cairo Health USA is the network that works for chiropractic. For more information, call 888-719-9990 or visit www.chirohealthusa.com. Listen to the future of healthcare with the data jocks of talk. It's Tech Talk. At Kitty's place, I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to roll. back it's tech talk i'm brad cost my data doc of talk dr jay greenstein we're talking today with chase damiano uh chase you you've really given a lot of wisdom here for such a young guy i uh i am very impressed with uh with the comments that you've made you sound like you've had an entire life experience uh, coaching. So, so far, your comments have been great. But one of the things I know that we'll get asked out there is, Brad, how do I justify a coach? I'm a young business. Um, and I know you made a comment earlier during break about that. But and I believe that. So would you just sort of repeat those comments when you get to that point as a business when coaching should apply? How do you think about that mentally uh, with bearing the expense of, of bringing a coach in? Yeah, definitely. Um, so first of all, I believe I believe very deeply in coaching. It really helped me as a person and an individual. I, I've had multiple coaches over my career, as well as I really believe in the power of how it can shift perspective and truly help business owners. But coaching, so I'm a, I'm a believer of get coaching in general. Um, find a good fit. Find someone that you jive with, that you have a good uh, resonance with. 
But coaching is in the, in the sense it is an investment. And what, how do we think of investments? You, you, we normally think of investments in terms like, okay, I'm going to put some money in the stock market and like ETFs or, you know, index funds, mutual funds and whatnot. And then I see that investment value appreciate over time. It grows over time. You don't get a return on investment on day one. You get it over a long period of, period of time. And that's really what coaching is. It's an investment. And it's really deep down, it's an investment into your business, but it's also an investment into you. This is not about hiring a guru or someone who's going to figure it out all for you. This is really about having a guide to help you work through the hard problems. Athletes have coaches all the way from the Olympics, all the way down to high school and middle school. Um, Steve Jobs had a coach. Um, lots of business executives have them. Um, but it is an investment. If you think of coaching in terms of, oh, wow, this is actually going to have a really big impact on my P&L or my operating costs are going to go up or my profits this year, my take home is not going to be as much anymore, then you're thinking of it in terms of a cost an expense, which is the same as like, you know, hiring a 1099 contractor, hiring a new employee. And that's a very different perspective with respect to coaching. Um, again, coaches don't work. They don't work for you. We are your partner and we're going to help you figure things out. But to the extent that you think of coaching as a cost, then it's probably not right for you yet. Yeah. And who's, I don't remember who said it, but it's like the, the best investment you can make is in yourself. Yes. And, and, and that's what coaching really is. And I know what it's done for me and I know what it's done for a lot of my friends and it's made a huge impact in our lives. And I think the mindset around investment versus expense, um, all of you out there that are listening that are, have considered hiring a coach or wondering about it now that you've heard Chase speak, um, you really have to have the mindset that it's about growing, not just your business, but you as a professional. And I think most importantly, as a person, as a human being. Yeah. And Chase, you know, the 100%. other the, the other comment that I get from doctors, uh, providers, vendors, business guys that I interact with, you know, not not only the cost, but Brad, I don't have time to go to the bathroom, much less spend time with a coach. On average, what what are you talking about investment in time that it takes uh, that you would guess for let's let's talk about a provider's office? How much time a week or every other week would they need to invest in in getting good coaching from that perspective? Yeah, I've I've seen different coaches do different things. You might have a coach that works with you um, every week. You might have every uh, weekly meetings. You might have bi-weekly meetings. I've seen coaches that will go deep in two to three day annual planning with you. You know, arrive at your office and, and work with you for multiple days at a time, and then do quarterly calls um, or quarterly visits. And so what in terms of if you're if you're thinking about that in terms of like, OK, well, let me see how many hours I can get. How many hours of the coach's time can I get? We're going back into the cost based or expense based mindset, because then immediately you're going to start thinking it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm paying this person how many dollars an hour? Because that's right. also how we think about paying employees or our contractors. Right. However, you you must understand that coaching is not here to be your employee. 
And in addition, were you to have were you to have 15 of your employees all trying to help you work on your business with the with those same hours, you might not get the same result as one highly effective coach. So in terms of the time commitment, remember, yes, Brad, like you said, we're, we might be operating from a world in which you may have not you may not be spending any amount of time working on yourself or working on your business as opposed to operating within it. And so um, you might even just one hour a week can be something very low hanging and very typical in a coaching relationship. But also you may be given homework. You may be giving given exercises to go off and do on your own. And here's the thing is like at, at the end of the day, you can treat investment into yourself as the very last thing to have on your to do list, which essentially is the mindset of thinking is like, well, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for coaching. I don't have time for all this planning. I don't have time for this shift. I challenge people listening to this to shift their mindset as like, you are an entrepreneur and in addition you're given 24 hours just like everyone else on this planet it is much more about the practice of creating the time making the time for it than anything else and so if you make the time create that time to work on yourself to drive results forward in a new way and have that thought partner as a coach to help you get there you are going to see tremendous results that's great feedback. And I, I just want to say, like, my belief is that um, the results that you get from working with a great coach is exponential because what co what coaching um, provides you is um, feedback and information that's scalable because the right coach will make you actually as a business owner a better fucking coach, which means you can create more leaders in your organization that will allow you to scale your business better and faster. I don't look, I used to look at myself as a quote unquote manager owner. Right. But like, I don't even like the word manage. Like I don't, nobody on my team uses the word manage ever. Like I'm there to support my team. I'm there to coach them when they need coaching. And I get that. I got that base knowledge because I worked with a great coach. So the ability to scale what we learn from our coaches makes a huge difference, not only for us personally, but as a leverage contributor for the rest of the organization to create more leverage contributors. So the, the benefits are exponential, Brad. Oh, no question. I knew I knew that's the way he was going to answer it, but I think it's important because, uh, you know, business guys, especially yeah. doctors, they just feel overrun all the time. And, and honestly, they're the ones that need services like Chase to help them understand, recapture some of that Absolutely. time. And if we're all just given 24 hours, I've only got a minute and a half left, Jay, uh, Chase. We got to we got to get right on. We got to get right on. <laughs> no, I, I'm the worst. I am the worst in the world. You know, there's times I've literally worked over 100 hour weeks in my life uh, trying to make things succeed. And, you know, that's where I realized I've either got to change it or get out of it. I, I just can't, you know, I'm, I'm already an old guy uh, and, and it, it's hard to do that. But I have learned to take and find the things that I enjoy the best. TikTok is a great example of that. I love the hour, hour and a half that I spend a week on Tech Talk. I love connecting with my buddy Jay. I love all the friends that are that I've, we've made out there. And for me, it's a pleasure. It's not a piece of business at all. Uh, and we help educate 
and, and we laugh and have a great time at it. So that's a great example for me of a, of a moment that I step away from the busy world of four businesses and just have some fun. Amen, brother. Heck yeah. Amen. So, so, so Chase, how can people get a hold of you? Where are you going to be next? What's, and, and like, what's the most exciting project that you're working on? I know that's three questions, but we gotta, we have, we're running out of time. So I want to make sure we get all three of those answered. Yeah, you bet. So you can uh, find me on LinkedIn or just directly at chasedamiano.com. Do I need to spell it out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it probably wouldn't hurt. Okay. Chase, D-A-M-I-A-N-O.com. And awesome. one of the most exciting projects I'm working on is a, a new program called Human at Scale, which is targeted specifically for first-time managers or first-time directors of entrepreneurial teams. These are individuals that may have been a first-time people leadership position, and they sort of need the management 101 crash course, but they're also um, much more conscious leaders. Like They also want to learn how not to be an asshole at work. Because some, <laughs> sometimes, like especially coming from uh, larger corporate environments or somewhere else, is like somehow the world is just filled with asshole bosses, and I'm still tr struggling to figure out why. So this is specifically I'm um, going to talk about uh, creating psychological safety in the workplace. And uh, sorry, creating psychological safety in the workplace, um, empowering other team members. Jay, like you were saying, is like how do we coach other people to create more leverage um, in our time as a first-time leader in, in an organization? So that's what I'm really excited about. That's awesome. Now, how do they learn about that? Uh, you can go to human at scale.com. Sweet. Love That's it. Great. Well, Chase, thanks so much, man. I so appreciate you being here and I always get to learn from you brother. So that's always like so rewarding for me. So again, thanks for spending this time with us. We really appreciate it. Chase, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you have a, do you have a favorite college football team? Oh, Virginia tech Hokies all the way. All right, you're a Hokie, ACC, sounds yeah. good. Yeah, um, yeah. so Jay. Brad and I are huge Ohio State Buckeye fans. Yeah, yeah. wow. Gotcha, okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I'm kidding. Yeah, Chase, I'm, a, I'm an Oklahoma State Cowboy. Uh, go Pokes. And All right. We, we, were, we had a bye week last week, but we watched Jay's uh, Saturday. Jay and I were together for the uh, Virginia Chiropractic Association. And we got to spend a little time watching um, Ohio State, and they did a great job. We watched a, we watched a little OU in Texas, uh, which shocked me a little bit. Mm, that's a great yeah, game. But, great Jay, game. who do you have coming up this week? So we have a yeah. bye this week, Brad. Yeah. So we we don't play anybody. Yeah. So our next our next game is Indiana next Indiana. week. Indiana. Mm -hmm. So we're going to reach out and touch uh, University of Texas this weekend. Uh, I told you it was at uh, All right. I told you it was at o State, but it's not. It is at Texas. So now it's in Austin. It's in Austin. Yeah. I saw that. yeah so mm. so anyway, well wishes and good luck to you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, listen, Chase. Again, thank you for spending the last hour with us and our audience talking about it. I hope some of them reach out to you. I, the words that you had to say for such a young man again were amazing words. Uh, so again, thank you for that awesome. time. From Dr. J. Greenstein, I'm Brad Cost. Have a good day. See y'all. And the Data Doc of Talk is Tech Talk.